everybody. Welcome to The Writer Chick with your host, Kay Nicole. Warning y'all now, there's going to be some minor language in this. So if that bothers you, then I'm sorry. And if not, then feel free to listen on. Ironically, I had to film this again because I just was really stumbling on the first one. So I'm going to have a woosah and try this again. So how's everybody doing? Are you enjoying your life? Is everything going well? Everything's going okay over here. I just finished Bel Air today. The cliffhanger was insane. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's actually pretty, it's really good, actually. Like, I was, um, now, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know. If you've seen All-American, it's kind of like an All-American, I don't want to say reject. But it's kind of like an All-American reject, but still good. It's it's still watchable. But I finished that, and then now I'm rewatching House because I figured out that it's on Peacock. And I was like, oh my god, you have all eight seasons? Period. So I'm watching that now, where I was before I started recording this. But anyways, I'm actually really excited about today's episode because if you guys didn't know, April is National Poetry Month. So I kind of felt this was befitting. And if you know me, you know I love poetry. It is like another piece of my soul. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy to be doing this one finally. So first thing on the list, you can donate to the podcast if you want to. I'm not going to shank you for money. It's not my vibe. So, you know, if you choose to donate to help a broke, black, female, college student, then, you know, it would be greatly appreciated. But if not, it's fine. I definitely won't be crying in the corner when I get off of this. (laughs) I'm joking. For real. For real, I'm joking. Kind of. But yeah, so the link will be down in my show notes or on in the bio, like in the in the bio about like, you know, what the podcast is about. So yeah, check that out. Two, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Although I don't update on YouTube the way I should, but we're working on it. So bear with me. So feel free to listen to to this podcast on any streaming platform of your choice but you probably already are so thank you and hi number three if you know anybody who's a self-published author or you are a self-published author then please sign up for a free book review by clicking the link below it will be down in the description i'm doing this for a little bit i don't know how long i'm gonna keep it up so getting where you fit in while you still can I actually just had a really good friend of mine sign up, so I'm super excited to introduce her and talk about her book next week. So stay tuned for that episode and mark your calendars. Number four, sign up for my email list if you haven't already. It would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to try to update more on that, but you should still sign up anyway because you never know. You might learn something. Hmm, Just saying. What was I going to say? I was going to say something else, and it was really, really important. It was really important, and now I can't remember what it was. That's crazy. Oh, now I remember. Okay, I got it now. I got it now. Follow me on Instagram. I say this in every episode, but y'all ain't listening. So hit me up on IG at KTheWriter. That's K-A-E, the writer, okay? Please follow me, bruh. I got a lot of little things on there that you might miss, and I'm actually a really fun, cool person, so interact with me. Now that that's out of the way, we can get into the episode. Today's episode is titled, How to Write Poetry. 
<laughs> and I actually wrote this blog post a while back, so yeah. It's been like a year, and I found it in my drafts, or not my drafts, but like my queue for the episodes and whatnot, and I was like, oh my god, this would be so great. Funny enough, when I put how to write poetry, I didn't even give y'all room to breathe before I was like, just do it, because poetry is like that. You have to just do it and experience it in order for it to work work for you. You can know all the basics. You can know all the rules. You can know all the the fucking, uh, what are are they called? Meters? You know, like the old people use meters. You can learn all that all day, but you're never really going to know how to write poetry until you do it yourself and fuck up a thousand times. I know this is going to sound crazy considering I talk about poetry all the time. I've written three books, three poetry books. I've written three poetry books. And... I go to poetry slams for fun and whatever, right? You would think that I've always loved poetry my entire life. No, I have not. I used to absolutely hate poetry. I know. Wow. K the writer, K the poet, hated poetry. Mm Mm-hmm. I sure did. The thing is, I was really overwhelmed with all the different forms of it and how to do it and how to not do this and how to not do that and oh if you do this then you're doing it wrong I was just overwhelmed with all the rules and shit that it just made me not even want to do it and then you know the English teachers would make us read like old school poetry and Shakespeare and shit and I was like I don't like this this is not interesting to me I don't want to read this so then it just made me not even love it and I was like ugh you know I was like I, I was completely turned off from poetry and I actually think this is one of the main problems as to why a lot of people don't respect poetry as an art form enough because they're not seeing all of it I think they have a hard time understanding what it's talking about because it's in that like weird ass jargon and you're just like bro I do not understand this right (laughs) so I understand I get I get why some sometimes poetry gets hate but it's really it wasn't until I surrendered that idea that it had to be perfect, that it had to follow a structure, that it had to be a certain form in order for it to be really considered poetry, is when I finally found my voice. Now, seven years later, I've written three books, one of which is available now and that I love talking about. I even have a whole episode dedicated to it. It's called Morning Doves, the shameless plug. Please check it out. Please support I put up my heart and my soul and my tears and my energy into this. I went through a very bad breakup in order for it to be produced. So please support your girl. I'll put the link down below. Just saying. It's a quick little read. I think it's pretty good. That's just me though. But anyways, the minute I just got rid of all those expectations, I finally like wrote poetry. And now it's one of my favorite art forms. It's something that I think that is the closest we will ever get to a authentic human experience. I really do. It's it's like being able to stare into someone's soul. And it's like the most it's like the easiest way that you can really get to know somebody. And I mean like really get to know somebody like the most vulnerable parts of them. The most vulnerable parts of them. I always say that in order to really know me, and I mean really know me, is to read my poetry. You'll get more of a, a of an idea on like how my mind is. A lot of my poetry is really depressing and sad, but you know, I, people aren't happy twenty four seven. And you know, I like I like to write about the the nitty gritty things. I don't like to just write about the sugar coated shit. It's not my. Sometimes I will, but I really like to to really get deep into how things hurt. So yeah, that might not be healthy. 
this podcast episode and the subsequent blog post basically are just going to go through some of the basics of poetry. And I and by basics, I really mean like the, the styles of poetry, but not every single style because there's way too many to count. I'm just going to go through the ones that either were really popular or the ones that I tried myself and like, or I still do. Then it's going to go through some tips, tricks, advice, the usual. And I'll probably, and towards the end, you'll have a bunch of accounts to follow, like IG accounts to follow if you're looking for inspiration or books to read. So yeah, feel free to look through that if you want. But anyways, let's get started. So the very first one is slam poetry. And this actually is a little bit of a favorite of mine. I used to write slam poetry for a little bit. I stopped writing slam poetry. But anyways, the term slam poetry is defined as a type of spoken word performance art. The entire concept of this form is for it to be recited orally. It's normally performed at poetry slams and it encompasses audience participation, performance, and sometimes competition. And the thing is with slam poetry, it, it is better when it's performed orally because it relies so heavily on like your tone and your body language and your movement. And it also relies on your inflection too. So there's, there's quite a few elements that really can help bring a spoken word poem to life. And I think that's also what makes it such a beautiful art form too. So if you're somebody who likes to, I don't know, maybe act out your words or maybe act out what you're doing and really give it soul and make it a, an actual entity in itself. I know that sounds so weird, but like spoken word poetry really is like an entity. It's like a real movement for a moment in time. So if that's something you're really into, then this might be for you. But as for the type of language that's usually used in spoken word pieces, you'll notice that a lot of slam poets use something called concrete language. And you're probably like, okay, what the fuck is concrete language? Well, hold on. I'm about to tell you, okay? So concrete language is defined as using words or phrases that elicit vivid images, sounds, actions, and other sensations. You can also use repetition in it too. I've seen a lot of people do that. So depending on what your poem is about, the repetition can be used really well. Sometimes it can get redundant, but I mean, it just depends on how you use it in your poem. But if you go on the blog post, and I'm telling y'all, you might want to have this pulled up while you're listening to me you don't have to I'm not gonna force you but I think it would be helpful because I actually do have a lot of examples or like pictures in there and you can see my own poetry and I mean all the cringy poetry so if you want to get to know me a little bit then you know check it out it'll be linked down below but anyways there's this one poem by Tiana Clark and it's called the A's Habit I'm probably butchering that but I tried my best it's on Button Poetry as well, if you want to check that out. It's a YouTube channel that f- features a lot of spoken word poets. A lot of them people are really talented, and I remember when I was getting into spoken word poetry, I watched them a lot, so definitely recommend if you're into that. But anyways, th- I'm going to give you like a brief overview of the poem. It's basically about the poet's experience of being a mixed child in a world that wants to box you into one thing. And that's a whole like separate conversation in and of itself. But it it was such a just a heartbreaking and profound narrative on what it means to be in two worlds, but not really belong in either one of them. And I, I don't know. The poem is just so gorgeous. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but from what I remember, it was just amazing. But I recommend looking at it because I want y'all to pay attention to how she speaks and how her voice inflections along with the visual medium pays homage to the message she's trying to express you know what I mean because through that we can feel her pain and we can feel her her 
sense of what's the word maybe her sense of stuckness her sense of like it's so amazing bro it is so amazing it's so amazing so yeah there's slam poetry for you the next one i have on my list is free verse poetry this is one of my favorites i still do this now this is actually the medium that i started with first it just works for me but it doesn't work for other people so you gotta find what you love but anyways free verse poetry is exactly that free verse it has a regular rhythm length and at times it can even forego rhyming altogether. this term is slowly beginning to be replaced with open form poetry or mixed form poetry but i still prefer to call it free verse and i feel it's the freest form of poetry <laughs> hence the name and i think it's actually the best one to start with if you're a beginner I say that because there's not a lot of rules to follow and you don't really have to overthink the process. You just write. And if it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think if you are trying to get into it and just dip your toe in the water, then you should probably try free verse first. Literally the only thing you need to do for free verse poetry is to show up. <laughs> you just need to come up with an idea. It could be about anything. It could be about nature, politics, your dog. I don't, I don't know. You pick whatever you want. There is a example at the bottom called After the Sea Ship by Walt Whitman. Feel free to read that if you want to. Or if you want to read some of my own free verse, then you can check out my IG account because I still have some on there. Now, the third one on my list is narrative poetry. So narrative poetry is a form of poetry that tells a story. It's one of the oldest forms of poetry considering it dates back to Homer and the Iliad, which I don't know if y'all have ever read Homer or the Iliad. I think most English teachers make you read it or at least make you read snippets of it. They don't make you read the whole book because that's just too long. But I've read, a, I think, I don't remember which one I read. It might've been, the was it the Iliad? I don't, I literally do not remember. I don't know, but I do remember having to read one of these. And I remember a lot of Shakespeare and a lot of sonnets in like, what, eighth grade? seventh eighth grade yeah okay so side story on this before we get back into this but I don't know it just popped in my head but I remember having to write a sonnet for one of my English classes right it was because we were studying Shakespeare and shit and she was like yeah I want you to practice writing sonnets and blah blah blah, 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 blah. right and I'm not one to follow rules I really hate rules I hate syllables I hate I hate all of that right so I tried my best writing a sonnet I failed the sonnet poet failing a poetry assignment i forgot what her, her stipulations were why i fucking did it wrong i guess i didn't follow the rules or something but i was really sad and i had to just shove it in my backpack and i had to move along but narrative poetry can be written in metered verse since older forms were written in this way but the main idea for this form is that it has all the basic elements of the story so like character plot conflict etc and there are actually a lot of modern day examples that fit into the definition of narrative poetry I think a couple books that I would probably recommend to y'all if you want to get into like verse poetry or like whatever. The Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds and The Poet X by, I don't know who, I don't remember the name, but check out the synopsis of both. Every time I recommend them to people, they love them. So trust me, I think it's great to just read for fun. And I think it's great to study too because of the way they do that. Narrative poetry doesn't have to be in a book form. It can still just be one central poem. And I do have several examples as well. I don't know. I kind of like telling a story with my poetry. That's kind of actually how Morning does is it kind of tells a story with the poems in a way. So if that's something you're into, then I would probably recommend this one. But if not, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And now the last one on my list is rhyme poetry. 
So rhyme is a literary device that's commonly used in poetry. There's usually a close similarity in the final sounds of two or more words or the lines end with similar sounds. When it's done correctly, rhyming poetry can be so beautiful. I remember dabbling in rhyming poetry myself. I enjoyed it for a little bit and I think it helped like kind of build my creativity and build my writing style, but it wasn't something I wanted to keep going with. And it, but but then again, it's funny because even now, sometimes in my poems, I kind of keep that same rhymey scheme just a little bit. It's not really structured, but I do kind of keep some of what I learned from that in my current stuff. So it wasn't completely a waste. I do have one example on here by Aaron Hansen. Gorgeous poem. Um, Gorgeous and an amazing poet, like even then. And I would really encourage you to look at the way it rhymes at the end. And that was something that I think is sets her apart as well. Cause she she picks words and rhymes them at the end and then rhymes them like every other verse. So what I'm trying to say is like let's say the first one ends in vain. You skip the next one and then the next one ends in brain. Vein and brain rhyme, right? So she kind of alternates and that's kind of how I did mine for a little bit too. So, you know, even though each line doesn't really rhyme in the poem, and then, like I said, I recommend you read it, there's still a sense of flow to it that makes you feel like it does. And there's a bunch of other examples to study too, but, you know, I just put one of my faves. Um, you kind of have to do a little more research if that's what you're into. So next thing is language. Now we're leaving behind the basic forms of poetry or like the formats of poetry, and now we're getting into the language of it. So, question is, do you follow the format of Shakespeare and write long, overdrawn sonnets to a dead lover? Or do you become the next R.H. Sin and waste your time with meaningless insta poetry? Now that is the biggest question in the world. I mean, I, I, back then I wrote none of the above, just don't. And I kind of still agree with the sentiment. But at the same time, do what you want. If you, if you want to write fucking meaningless ass, heartless ass poetry, feel free. And if you want to be like Shakespeare, feel free. But in my honest opinion, I don't re recommend either one of those styles. I'm like, we kind of have left behind the old English type of thing. So I don't know if I would go back to that. And I think that if you write poetry, you have to have some heart behind it. Most poems contain poetic devices. You can't escape them. So like metaphors, similes, alliteration, onomatopoeias, imagery, whatever, right? But not a lot of poems have heart in them. Some people can just slap shit together and call it one. And some people really can write. It is so disrespectful as a poet to see people who aren't putting any energy behind their words and are getting fucking famous off of it. Like, it bothers me a lot because the world is just promoting these emotionless poets. And I put poets in quotations. To the point that the community is being saturated and I feel like a lot of voices that should be heard aren't being heard. I feel like people who may want to write poetry are probably like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. No. It can be simple. It can be microform poetry. I'm not saying those aren't forms of poetry and I'm not saying those aren't good forms of poetry. I'm just saying that if you're going to do it, make sure you put some level of effort into it because I promise you, we can tell when you're putting effort into it and when you're bullshitting us. Like, it's not... It's not funny. I literally will go in the poetry section and I just want to burn all the books sometimes because I'm looking at them and I'm like, how do they let you publish this? This isn't even good. I don't like to judge, but come on, man, at least try. Because I can tell that they're just doing it for the money. And that makes me very sad considering I do it because I love it. And you can tell I put the love in that. 
I feel like new poets now or people who've been writing poetry for a while feel obligated to maybe water down their stuff in order to really be noticed. I'm here to tell you that if you're looking at these people who are getting book deals and tours and you think you need to water down your voice and to fit in, don't do that. Ever. My mom actually had told me something years ago when she found out I like to write. And she always said that I should write something with meaning and with a purpose because those are the things that stand the test of time. And that's very true. The, the books we read now are things that stood the test of time because they talked about something. They had something behind it. They had heart. Like, I think a lot of the books that we see now on the market that are quote-unquote poetry, I don't know if they're going to really last as long because you can tell that there's no love behind it. It probably wouldn't be relevant in like five years. If you, As long as you put the passion in your things and as long as you have a reason why you're writing what you're writing, you'll be okay. And at the end of the day, who cares about fame and fortune and glory and all that shit? All that matters is that you touch someone's heart and that you made someone feel something. I had somebody come up to me. They'd only heard my poetry a few times, but they came up to me and they said, you're one of my favorite writers. And I was like, bro, what? I'm a, f bro, what? I'm your favorite writer? What the fuck? I never thought I'd ever hear that in my life. And you know, you hear that from friends, you hear that from family, whatever. But to hear that from like kind of like a stranger slash acquaintance or whatever set me ablaze. I was like, wow. Oh my God. It like literally, what's the word I'm looking for? It reaffirmed the fact that maybe I am talented. Shit. It made me feel really good. It made me feel like all the muse are hard work and crying and stressing over if I'm ever really going to be noticed. It, it just made it all worth it in the end and mind you this person is very talented as well very talented poet as well but for them to be like hey you're my favorite writer i was like bruh you're lucky i'm in public right now because i'd be boohoo crying that's how that's how touched i was by that so that just showed that i managed to just touch one heart and that that's all i could ask for and that's all you can ask for too so if you're a writer or a poet yourself and you find yourself struggling to find your place in the market and wonder if maybe oh maybe it should be like everybody else don't do it don't do it don't be a sellout i'm telling you it's not worth it all right next topic inspiration so sometimes as a poet or as a writer the inkwell dries up and you find yourself struggling to even churn out the words right so what do you do in those situations in my case i usually listen to music Sometimes I pick out lyrics from certain songs I'm listening to and try to like write a poem or like whatever to it. I just try to write something to it. Or sometimes it just inspires me enough to write one. So either way, you could read other people's work. I think that's also important because if you're trying to experiment with new mediums or maybe get a feel for new writing styles or just, you know, hone your craft, you should read other people. Just like in order to be a really good writer, you have to read. In order to be a really good poet, I think that sometimes you have to read. So, yeah. Pay attention to the world. I think that's so important. You need to be able to pay attention to the world in order to really convey that in your stuff, you know? You could write about something small, like how the leaves fell on the ground. Or like this morning, I was walking in my car and there was like a light sheen of pink on the road. I don't know why either, but the sun was just shining just right and it looked like a nice, pretty shade of pink. And I was like, wow, I could write something about that. Or there was even one poem I wrote a long time ago about the white lines on a road. It helped inspire a whole poem. So, yeah, things like that. Quotes are helpful. Online prompts 
especially during poetry month because i know right now i follow a bunch of accounts and they got nothing but poetry prompts so you can always look there free write that works too you know just take like 15 minutes and just jot down a lot of ideas or verses you have in mind or maybe mini prompts or something like that that's what I do like I just have a whole page that's dedicated to just really bad <laughs> poetry snippets that I might use later I might not use later who knows or strong emotion for me I use a lot of strong emotions like anger love heartbreak to write any of my stuff and you know that's all well and good for a little bit until you're not feeling that anymore and then what now it becomes like the only thing you rely on in order to create art and that can be unhealthy so it's something I'm trying to work on and I think it's very important that you find other ways to to awaken your creativity so yeah because you don't want to just rely on one thing and then when that thing dries up then you're like oh fuck I don't know what to do it strikes I think inspiration does strike different for everyone but those are things that work for me Oh my gosh. So I have a section on how I got started, which I think by this point, y'all already know that I started writing poetry or writing in general because of a really bad friend breakup. So yeah. And I did mention in my last episode that I did name drop the the hoe that uh, treated me like shit. So, and I even said that I had no chill as a child too. So that's, this is amazing. I knew this was wrong even then. Like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, Free verse was what I started out with anyway, so I wrote this when, so I wrote the poem where I name dropped my ex-friend. I wrote this when I was like 12, and then I published my first collection, Can I Tell You a Story About My Soul, when I was 14. So yeah, y'all know the book now, unfortunately. I think I even said I don't want to tell y'all the book because it's so fucking bad, but whatever. I mean, if y'all find it, want to buy it, feel free. You can see my angst as a 14-year-old child, but I don't know if you sh- should read it. I don't even think you should waste your money on it. Please don't. I, I don't want you to. If you're going to buy a poetry book from me, please buy Morning Doves. That is more of a reflection on how far I've grown. And then after free verse, I started trying my hand at rhyming poetry, which I also was talking about. And by that point, I was like 14 or 15. And I have a bunch of ones that follow that structure. And I put another one there. So check it out if you want to. And then I took a chance with slam poetry. Like I said, it actually was one of my faves. And my second poetry book, Empty Boxes, follows the structure a lot. So there's a lot of all of my slam poems. They're about boys because who I was fucking a teenager and clearly not and not even in the way of like, oh my God, I have all the boys fawning over me. It was the fact that boys just didn't like me <laughs> and that boys left me. For my best friends. I, I'm so serious. I have so much trauma, bro. It's ridiculous. Like, boys ain't shit, man. For real. Now talking about my current band because he's amazing. But the boys I dealt with weren't shit, bro. Because the very first guy I kissed broke up with me after a month. I think he said he didn't like me anymore. I forgot what it was. It was so stupid, too. It was such a stupid thing. Mind you, I had to pay for our first date. So, I don't know. That whole thing was... It should have ended. It should have ended. But the fact I was so sad, I was like... He broke up with me. Because I was like... I This was my first boyfriend, bro. I never had anyone like me before that. Because I was the only black girl. In a school full of white people. So... Nobody liked me, bro. Nobody wanted me. So the, so the first guy who wanted me, I was like, wow. I feel special. And then you break up with me. You're a fucking asshole. 
I mean, he was. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it was so stupid, but because I've been through worse now, so it's so stupid in hindsight. But back then, my my little my little preteen heart was broken. Then the second guy I was with, that one lasted three months, and then that boy low key only got with me because he liked my best friend, but she was taken. So he was like, "Ha, I guess you're the next best option." We broke up after three months, and then not even a month later, he was like, "Hey, can I give you your best friend?" I was like. Yeah, he's 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 in there too. He was weird though. My mom tried to tell me he was a weirdo. And then needless to say, he ended up getting in trouble with the law. So yeah. Like way later, like after I moved and stuff. It was a whole thing, but oh my god, he was so weird. I don't know why I dated him. And then mind you, he didn't even end up getting with my friend. That's the weirdest part about that, is that he tried to get with my friend. It didn't work out, and then he ended up getting a new girlfriend anyway. And I just saw them posting up on social media. And I was just so fucking sad. <laughs> For real. I was literally on my sad girl shit that whole summer. Just anime in the room. Locked up eating goldfish. Stalking him. Sad. Listening to Gone Away by her on repeat. Because that was the the third one. He. <laughs> Bro. I was telling my boyfriend this story a couple a couple months ago. Not a couple months ago. I was telling him the story a couple weeks ago, right? And he was like, why the fuck didn't you cuss him out? So this is how the story goes. Met this guy. I was like, okay. He seems nice. We hit it off. Whatever. Literally was about to leave in like two days to Atlanta, right? We So we had resigned ourselves to the fact, oh, we want to be together forever. Stupid. <laughs> we were we known each other for a month. And we were like okay, we'll keep in contact when you move and we'll we'll still see each other and blah, 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 blah. Right? Cool. Great. I'm chilling with him and his best friend. And we were all like a mutual friend group. We all did our thing. It was nice. It was cool. We were sitting in the classroom, chit-chatting, doing the usual. I don't remember how we got into this conversation, but he ended up admitting to me that he was still in love with his best friend. You know how they say your blood runs cold or like your heart sinks to your stomach, that type of feeling? That's exactly how I felt. And I just remember being so mad and sad that I just was like, hey, I'm just, you know, I just grabbed my bag and I was like, I'm just going to go to class. And they were like, okay, but they felt bad. So I was like, I'm just going to go to class. I go to class. Fucking cry, bruh. <laughs> like, boohoo crying. Well, like more slight, like silent crying because my teacher was in the classroom. I really didn't want him to ask how I was doing. So I just was just crying in class. And I told my boyfriend this and he's like, Kayla, why didn't you cuss him out? I said, babe, I was like 16. Oh my God. That, oh, fuck. That shit was so bad. And I was like, my, again, my little heart was broken. Right. My, my little, my little preteen heart was broken. After that, I think we low-key broke up anyway because then he didn't talk to me for, like, two days after that. And then the last day before I was about to go, he, like, half-ass spoke to me and we were like, all right, bye, we're done. And then I left. And I think we kept in contact, like, for a month after that. But then that was it. And then I got with my um, stalker ex. And then we already know how the story went after that. But, yeah. Clearly, I've always had really bad luck with niggas. So, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I know that's not the point of this episode. So back to the poetry, but I don't know. I just wanted to share. I needed to give y'all context because I don't I don't think y'all understood. Because you're probably thinking, oh, it's about the current one she be talking about. Nah, bruh. I was I was getting I was getting what the fuck is the word? I'm literally losing all words today. 
why i was no oh that's the word i was literally getting dogged out early on so from 15 to fucking 20 getting dogged like like i i don't know if god was just like baby dating's not for you or men ain't shit i'm not really sure what it was but yeah i've been getting dogged out for a minute so oh well it'd be like that but hey all all those fuck-ups led me to the love of my life so it, it kind of worked itself out so it's fine any hoosers what, the, what else did i write anyways yeah okay i'm back to where i was supposed to be but distractions are amazing y'all already know i wrote slam poetry for a while watch button poetry on youtube blah 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 blah, blah. and oh my god oh guys manifestation is so real bro bruh okay so I, i'm gonna literally read this verbatim and i put this in my thing this was a year ago i said of course my goal is to attend a poetry slam and actually read my stuff out loud so maybe one day that'll happen it has happened i have done that and oh my god past me would be so proud i literally manifested that guys like whoa telling y'all next now we're getting to the nitty-gritty, the good stuff, the modern day. So I put another poem up. I was like 17 going on 18. I wrote it about the stalker guy because, like a dumb bitch, I was so in love. Ugh. Not that I even want to put the word love in him in the same sentence because, like, he deserved none of that. But, you know, what, Kate? I was, I was stupid. Okay? Stupid. We've already had this discussion. But the beginning of the poem was actually inspired by There Will Come Soft Rains by Rad- Bradbury. So I I love the title so much I had to write a poem about it. And I actually, you know, as crazy as it is, I still love that poem. Despite the fact that it's so kind of cringe and it's about somebody I hate. So mm, maybe hate is a strong word. Mm. Eh, I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. I'm not even going to say strongly dislike because I don't think it really encompasses the absolute rage. Like, (laughs) I feel sometimes when I think about this man still. Like, it does not encompass it enough. There's one last poem, and this butte was written before the end of 2020. And it actually is the closest to, like, what my style is now. So you can look at that if you choose to. I've written it after a really bad argument. And I think I told you all about that argument. I don't remember which episode it was, so don't ask me, but I remember telling y'all about this argument. It was with that last piece of shit I was with, and it was over a family friend. So if you remember this, because you've been sticking with me since the beginning, then shout out to you. But if not, I'm not going to tell the story again. You better just dig through all my episodes. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. You can you can always check out that poem on my Instagram. I mean, whatever, it's fine. But now it's crazy because my po- my poetry is still kind of like free verse, but now it's more of like narrative too because it just works for me. And it's and you can if you really look at it all, you'll see how much has changed and evolved. You just have to keep experimenting and you have to keep writing. So even when it gets tough, don't be discouraged. Okay, don't think it's gonna suck forever because it's not. You're gonna get better. You just gotta keep putting into practice. So the last thing is just a list of like books, YouTube channels, and Instagrams that you can check out. I had a lot of poets on here that are actually good, by the way. They're actually really, 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 really good. So check them out if you want to. Although some of them, some of the accounts have different names now. So I probably have to update it again because I some of them changed their handles. And then some of them don't even update anymore. So I don't know. But 
A few of them still do, so I would recommend checking them out if you haven't already. They write really amazing poetry that I think is great to study if you're trying to get into it. Then for YouTube, like I said, I have button poetry on here. There's one channel called Write About Now, Slam Find, Youth Speaks, and Poetry Slam Inc. So, and ink, I mean I-N-C, not ink as in like, you know, pen ink. So those are great. And then I have a whole list of books. Even And there's actually one on here by a self-published author that I did an advanced reader's copy for. So check them out. Feel free. I'm not going to list them all because that's too long of a list. But yeah. And if you actually have any poetry books that you've read that you love that you'd like to recommend to me, please leave them in the comments or you can DM me. Now, in conclusion, even though this is only the surface of poetry, I hope that this gives you a push to try it out yourself. And I hope that this makes it feel less daunting because I know how it can be like that. So. You know, I hope this kind of helped y'all out and made you feel a little more, okay, poetry isn't so bad, right? So, yeah, that's really it on my end. Please, show me some love. Leave a rating, leave a review, share with your friends. I would really appreciate it if you could. I'm trying to get this podcast out there. I see the viewership climbing up every week, so I'd be excited. Girl, we are at like 70-something plays now, like total plays. Oh my God, like, people really love me? okay i knew i'm special but damn period i'm grateful for every single one of y'all who take the time to listen to me so stay healthy stay gorgeous and stay safe see you next time bye